going to take a weekend today and just say I'm going to I'm going to clean the place up, you know? I'm going to get under everything. I'm going to scrub, I'm going to shine, and it feels so good when you get it done, doesn't it? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. I could see where Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan could envision taking care of the entire offensive line from left to right and clapping their hands together, dusting themselves off when they're done and saying, we did it. It's done. Just like that clean feeling. You did everything. It's a great big box that you can 100% check off. I just don't feel like this franchise has that luxury right now. So I'm going to tell you in advance that even though I'm hearing a lot of the Steelers are looking to move up to get an offensive tackle, specifically Paris Johnson Jr. of Ohio State. I'm not wild about this. I wouldn't be put off. There's a difference, and you actually can have it both ways. In the sense that I could, I could share that sense of satisfaction that you'd feel by bringing in a home run hitter at left tackle, especially after going out and getting Isaac Seomalu to seal up left guard. For one, you would be bumping the two least inconsistent performers from the line last year. You would be bumping not only Kevin Dotson, but also Dan Moore. And I would argue that Moore was less consistent than Dotson. That might not be shared internally. It's just how I feel. And I see this offensive line as a quintet. Everybody involved. Johnson, just throwing him in there. Salmalu, Mason Cole who, by the way, is way better than a lot of you seem to think. James Daniels and, of course, Chooks Okorafor, the most mainstay of the mainstays, holding down right tackle and say, yeah, there, there it is. There it is. You did it. You did it. You got Kenny Pickett protected. You got holes to blow up for Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. You've got time to buy for Kenny to find this uh, great gifted core of wide receivers that you've got. It just feels like you're putting the last piece in place and that's got to come with some special extra oomph to it, you know? And I could see everyone. I could see Tomlin and Khan sitting there at the table Tomorrow night, grinning from ear to ear. We did it. We did it. We got our guy. We moved up just like when we moved up to get David DeCastro. And Johnson is going to be our guy for the next decade, wrapping up all kinds of all-pro honors along the way, just like Dave did. And the offense is set. We're ready to roll. Here we go. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect. Rigor, relevance, that's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported 
academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. And not a syllable will come up about the needs at defensive line, the needs at inside linebacker, the needs at cornerback. And you can say, oh, they've got the whole rest of the draft to do that. But I'll hit pause right there and remind you that I just used the word needs three times. That's where I question this. That's where I say to myself, is left tackle a need? If you're one of those people who just can't get over two years ago and what a disaster that was for the entire line, I don't know what to tell you other than that young offensive lines tend to look like that. Okay. And when two or three of the members of that offensive line are really, really struggling, even the couple who are doing well won't get noticed because they're just part of a circus. Everyone looks like Kendrick Green after every snap is what I'm trying to tell you. Is more really that bad? Is more really that much of a weak link? Is left tackle a need? Yeah, I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face about best player available. That's not what this discussion is. That's not sitting at 17 and waiting to see who comes along and then saying, all right, best player available. No, this would require a move up and a significant move up. When I say significant, I'm not just talking about the number of slots. I'm talking about the amount of trade capital that's involved. If the Steelers give up 17 and 49, for example, that would actually be a pretty high price to pay, but just stay with me. 17 and 49 to move up to, uh, I don't know, 8 or 9 or 10, where do you think Johnson would be? Somewhere in that range? Man, you're going to do that and then you're going to continue to leave defensive line as a need? See, this is where I bring Jalen Carter into the mix, and I know I do this a lot. But if you believe that Carter's off-the-field character concerns are real uh, or something that's going to be, you know, irreconcilable over the course of time, it's going to be something that Cam Hayward and some other person wouldn't be able to solve, then okay, then you have maybe a little additional justification for going up into the top 10, meaning not going for Carter. But you know how I see it? As long as you're shopping (laughs) in the penthouse, as long as you're up there in the neighborhood, you might as well take the guy who can make the biggest difference for your franchise. Now, I don't know how long Carter's going to last. Okay, he's going to be the biggest mystery of round one, way more than any of the quarterbacks who go quickly, any of that stuff. It's going to be about Carter. Mark my words, tomorrow night, when you're watching that event, 90% of the buzz early on in one direction or the other is going to be about Carter. Either someone snaps him up and says to heck with the risk, or he just keeps falling. 
because somebody knows something. And then the more teams that pass, the more the rest of them become convinced that somebody else had information that was negative that they might not have had. If you're the Steelers and you believe that Carter is clean, so to speak, you're up there in that neighborhood and you're ready to give up 17 and 49 to do it. I mean, you know, go for the guy. Go for the guy. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Brent Haynes, who says, Hey, DK, after watching... The video of the Steelers' pre-draft press conference now several times. I've studied Omar Khan and his body language gives us more clues, especially when Mike Tomlin is talking, that we're going to try and move up. There's no doubt in my mind. Now it's for a defensive lineman or a cornerback. I think that depends on where the Steelers can get to. But watch it again and concentrate on Omar the whole time. Brent. Dude, you need this draft so bad, okay? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at you, (laughs) okay? (laughs) I I can't be nice about this. You've watched a pre-draft press conference several times, and then you've just advised someone who was at the press conference roughly 10 feet away from these gentlemen to watch it again. No, I will will, uh, pass on that offer. I shared my own impressions of what these two gentlemen said, of their expressions. I'm not about to study the rookie GM and how he reacted to what Tomlin was saying in the moment. Look, there's been roughly 362 days of buildup for this event. And these next three days are going to tell you the entire tale. You're not going to have any sort of uh, guessing, speculation, supposition, hopes, fears, other dramas. You're just going to have the class. You're going to have it by Saturday. You're going to know who all's coming to rookie camp, and you're not even going to have to wonder about who's coming among the UDFAs because they'll be announced roughly an hour after the draft is concluded itself. So you'll have every name. You'll even be able to do depth charts, projected camp battles. Uh, you can line up your, you know, your Madden operations on the video games accordingly. Uh, it's coming. Okay. We're just a day away. We're just a day away. That said, I'm going to reiterate from the opening segment because all you mentioned was defensive line and corners that I just would not rule out that they are looking at offensive tackle in a different way than a lot of us are looking at offensive tackle. If we could already be surprised once in the offseason by the Steelers going out and getting Isaac Salmalu as aggressively as they did, undoubtedly with Andy Weidel's uh, 
hearty recommendation, considering that he came from the Eagles. If they can do that and render Kevin Dotson a backup, then they can do the same thing to Dan Moore, and they can keep the same poker face through the entire process. To date, they've really not said much about Moore. They've not said, well, we think he's awesome. This is absolutely his job to lose. They also haven't said, man, he stinks. We need to get a left tackle in the worst way. They just haven't said much about him, even when asked. And maybe this is why. Maybe this is the reason for that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate your pain, my man. It'll all be coming to an end soon. Let's do it again tomorrow. 